0: Dear sports fans, elevate your game to the next level with a Toyota truck. Drive the crowd-favorite Tacoma. This versatile playmaker is ready to own the weekend. Choose the tailgating MVP, the Toyota Tundra. This is one vehicle that comes up clutch. Or ride in the adventurous 4Runner, a true champion on and off the road. Whichever truck you choose, you're getting a real winner. Come join the team of champions, Toyota Trucks. Visit Toyota.com to learn more or check out your local Toyota dealership today. Toyota, let's go places.
1: What up, what up, what up? We are back with part two of what's happening in Agland. This is the DNBR Rams podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. The NBA playoff action is nonstop at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. This week, new customers can bet $5 on any team to win. Get $150 in free bets if they do. If you're looking to turn a small bet into a big payday during the NBA playoffs, Do it with DraftKings. The same game parlay allows you to combine multiple bets from the same game. For instance, maybe you want to do total threes made, a total rebound, money line, whatever you want. Boom, you have a shot at an even bigger payout. Right now, all customers can place the same game parlay with three or more legs and get a free bet back up to $25 if one leg doesn't hit. Always love that shot at Redemption. Nobody does it better than our friends over at DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app now. Use the promo code DNVR when you sign up. Bet $5 on any NBA team to win their game. Get $150 in free bets if they do. That promo code DNVR only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older. Colorado only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit. Restrictions do apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. And If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. All right, this is part two of what's happening in an ag land on the last episode. We gave a recruiting update for CSU football. We talked about Barry Wesley, just basically all the latest when it comes to the football program. Today, we're going to talk about the other teams. We're going to talk about basketball. We're going to talk about tennis, which wrapped up a really historic season. Uh, men's golf finished second at the Mountain West Championships, almost won it, but we did have a Ram take home the individual titles. We'll talk about that. Looking forward to diving into all of it. Before we kind of get into some of the CSU stuff, I did just momentarily want to give a few thoughts on streaming. If you saw this morning, the news was released that the Broncos will be playing a game in London against the Jacksonville Jaguars on October 30th. That game will be streaming exclusively with ESPN Plus. Now, if you're in the Denver market, you will be able to watch that game on TV similarly to... You know, if you don't have the NFL network on Thursday night football when the Broncos play, that game was available usually on my 20 or channel seven or something like that. And for me personally, that's a little bit relieving. When I saw the news, the first thing that came to mind was, you know, my 83 year old grandfather who's been going to the game since the sixties, you know, season ticket holder of four plus decades. And, you know, my first thought was, man, he's not going to be able to stream this game. Fortunately, you know, I I was overlooking the fact that they will be playing it on TV in the Denver area, but that's not going to do much good for, you know, the older Broncos fans that live in New Mexico or Eastern Kansas or Wyoming or Montana or the Dakotas, this Nebraska, this is a regional team. I know season ticket holders from every state that I just mentioned people that come in every single weekend from out of state to watch the team that they love. And it's just super annoying to me that people like that who probably already have a a cable package, who probably are are used to watching, you know, the the games on a a weekly basis, you know, they're going to have to sign up for ESPN Plus to watch this crappy international game at 730 in the morning locally. I just I'm becoming more and more frustrated with the whole streaming era. I just I feel like we have more options than ever, but it's never been more inconvenient. To keep up with all of the the trending shows, or or even be a sports fan. I mean, is it really that convenient to cut the cable if you're paying for twelve different streaming services? And honestly, my my biggest fear is that, especially as a, as a college football fan and a college basketball fan, we're gonna see a scenario where it's like you need. Apple Plus, you know, you need Apple TV to to watch the Pac-12, and you're gonna need ESPN Plus to watch the SEC, and you're gonna need Paramount Plus, you know, to watch the Big Ten and the or Peacock or whatever it may be, and then all of a sudden there's just less interest in the sport as a whole. I mean, we saw what pay-per-view did to boxing. Most people aren't gonna spend all of this money to get 18 different streaming services so that they can keep up with every single league. And to me that's just a shame because it was so easy to follow college football 10 years ago. And I'm I'm using some hyperbole here. I'm getting ahead of myself, you know, a lot of this I'm forecasting the the way that I see the this industry heading, but I'm pretty sure I'm going to be right about this. I mean, when you see MLB is doing, you know, a, at least one game for every team on Apple TV this year and you know, the NFL with Amazon prime and Thursday night football. And now they're going to start having certain games be exclusively on ESPN. Plus I understand why the NFL or, or why these conferences would want the streaming services because they're getting bigger pieces of the pie, which is the same reason that boxers wanted pay-per-view. They wanted more money, but what happened in the long run killed interest in the sport? Honestly, i'm I'm just kind of rambling and complaining here because i it's not like I have a, a foolproof solution I mean, you can have cable but then even then you know you're still gonna run into certain troubles you might have cable and then there's gonna be games like this that are only on espN plus or you might get you might be in a situation where you know you're you have comcast and then all of a sudden you can't watch altitude for three years like there's there's no simple way to do it but if the future is just needing a, a certain streaming service for every individual conference, every individual professional league, I think it's going to be really bad. I think it's going to be really bad for the interest as a as a whole. You're limiting accessibility for your older fans. And, and beyond that, I'm not even sure you're going to make that much more revenue because while you are getting bigger pieces of the pie, younger generations, they're still not going to pay for shit. They're still just going to pirate it anyways. So I'm just over it. Um, I'm over the the streaming era. I think there are benefits of it, but I just think that the direction that this is all heading is is going to be bad for sports, and it's going to be bad for sports fans. Maybe I'm a boomer. That's okay. You know, meme me up. I, I truly don't care. This has been my stance on streaming pretty consistently now for a couple of years. So I just, I don't know. It's, we got more choices than ever, but it's never been more inconvenient to follow everything. How does that work? All right. Thanks for bearing with me. Thanks for listening to my old man ramblings. We all know that JTM is a 75 year old man and a 26 year old's body. It's it's fine. I like early bird specials. I like going to matinee movies. I like staying home. You know, I'm I'm not a big hit the, the town guy at this stage of my life. I'm I'm perfectly content with <laughs> being the old guy in the, the DNVR brand, even though I'm actually one of the younger employees that we have. All right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get into the CSU stuff now, I promise, but I got to talk about Breckenridge Brewery, the hometown craft beer of your Colorado Avalanche who absolutely laid a smackdown on Nashville last night. I mean, it, it was literally the Simpsons gif. Stop it. it. He's already dead. Come to life. I know Matt Duchesne did what he does, and he looked real good in garbage time. Got some got some points on the board when the game was completely out of hand, but that's what Dutchie does. Anyways, celebrate this historic winning season with people who have supported this community through such a challenging year by giving Avs tickets to a pair of community stars each home game during the playoffs, even the Stanley Cup finals. We invite you to nominate a stellar community member and Avs fan who should get the chance to celebrate at a playoff game this season. Each home game, we will hook up a fan and friend with tickets, gear to match, and of course, the drink of the season, Breckenridge Avalanche Ale. On top of that, on top of hooking up a lucky Avs fan for every single home game during the playoffs, Breckenridge Brewery will also donate a portion of all proceeds of sales of Avalanche Ale through the playoffs to the community fund Boulder County to benefit Marshall Fire victims. Visit breckbrew.com to nominate a community star and send them to an Avs playoff game. And check out the Breck Beer Locator to find the closest location near you, selling all of the delicious Breckenridge options, whether it's Breck Avalanche Ale, which again, classic, one of my favorites, nothing more fitting to be drinking during a Stanley Cup run. But the, uh, the new Breck hard soda seltzers are out. They are fire. Absolute fire, ladies and gentlemen. The, uh, the root beer, it is perfect. Not too sweet, so you don't feel like crap afterwards. I love the the not-your-father's-root beer, but this is just a little bit more approachable. It's a lot more slammable. I'll say that. Breckenridge is, is my favorite brewery by far. Um, my girlfriend works there. I've got a ton of Breck gear. It's just the best. I love that they're part of this community, much like DNVR. And uh, supporting our partners is a form of supporting us. And again, check out Breckbrew.com to nominate a community star. Give them the chance to get hooked up with an Avs ticket gear and a bunch of free beer. All right, let's start with CSU men's golf because they finished second in the mountain West championship over the weekend. They actually led the first two days of the three day event. San Diego state came storming back on Sunday to win the team title. The silver lining junior Connor Jones became the third ever Ram to win the mountain West individual title. The last to do it was Ryan Peterson back in 2010, and before him, it was Martin Laird who took the individual title all the way back in 2002. So really big moment for Connor Jones, really exciting. I've got a quote from head coach Christian Newton in the press release, courtesy of John Martin. First of all, I'm so proud of our team. They have dealt with so much adversity this season. To even put themselves in a situation to win the Mountain West title and get a postseason bid speaks volumes about their toughness. They fought all week and ultimately didn't make enough putts down the final stretch. In reference to Connor Jones specifically, uh, Christian Newton had this to say, Connor has been playing so well this semester. He has been a wonderful addition to our team. I'm very happy for him, and it's great to see his efforts pay off. Jones finished minus 10 for the three day events, narrowly edging out uh, Hugo Townsend of Boise state finished uh, number nine. I Townsend's actually a top 50 golfer in the country right now, ranked 44. He also came ahead of Sam Choi of New Mexico, who's ranked 59th and uh, Quim Vidal Mora of Nevada who's ranked 70th. So big time showing for Connor Jones against a, a couple of guys that are really renowned nationally. And a nice showing for CSU, who finishes ahead of number 34, Nevada, ahead of number 33, New Mexico, and just behind number 50, San Diego State, who has a team shot, minus 22 for the three-day event. The Rams were at minus 18. Along with Jones, the Rams had three other individuals finish in the top 20 for the event. Christoph Blair tied for ninth at uh, four strokes under par. Davis Bryant tied for 12th at three strokes under par. Uh, Rasmus Helm tied for 17th at one stroke below par. And then a Gavin Hagstrom tied for 42nd with 11 shots above par. I'm clearly no golf expert. Um, I'm more of a a top golf guy. I I love to go to the putting green and and chip. I'm actually surprisingly a pretty good putter and chipper. I can't drive to save my life. It's going out in the trees, but the short game, which is what most people struggle with. I'm better at, and I can't. I can't drive the ball to save my life. Um, but it's been really cool to see this golf program really ascend over the last uh, four or five years or so. Christian Newton has been a big part of that, and to see Connor Jones win the individual title is obviously awesome. Would have been really neat to see CSU win the t- team title, but the fact that they finished top three in what is actually a pretty competitive golf conference, really encouraging. And it's just encouraging that you know it wasn't a one-year wonder with CSU a couple of years ago. They've been able to build off of it And, you know, really become a threat in the Mountain West. And that's awesome to see. Hopefully they can continue with this upward trajectory. Another program that is definitely on the rise up in Agland is the Colorado State women's tennis team. They had the most successful season in program history. It's been a theme now. We talked about it pretty consistently over the last month. Uh, Their season, unfortunately, comes to an end. After falling to number 72, San Diego State. San Diego State just really killing the Rams' hopes with some of these Olympic sports. uh 4-1 loss in the semifinals of the Mountain West tournament. The Rams finished the year with a mark of 15-7, and uh, matches the most wins in a single season for them as a team. They beat CU this season, they beat Wyoming this season, and they fared really well against the Mountain West, which typically is an area that the Rams have struggled. So it's just nice to see this program really taking things to the next level. It's only the second time ever that they've reached the Mountain West semifinals. The last time was all the way back in, in 2001. I mean, when I was at school, the, the tennis team, they would just regularly just, you know, maybe win a couple of matches, like two, three matches the whole year. So this was just a massive, massive step in the right direction. The Rams had three different all conference selections. I mean, it's, it's really encouraging to see the way that this program has grown being completely honest with you, I know almost nothing about tennis. You know, it's not a sport that I, I really watch. I mean, I'll, I'll, watch some Wimbledon here and there. If you know, Serena Williams is on, I'm, I'm always down or Federer or some of the people like that, but I'm, I'm certainly no expert, but it, it's easy to see progress when you're winning. <laughs> and that's what's happened with this tennis program. So hopefully they're able to continue to build off of it moving forward. But while I may not be, you know, able to sit here and you know, talk about the nuances and, you know, what needs to happen for them to take it to the next level. I wanted to at least recognize their success because I, I do root for all of these teams to succeed. I'm just a CSU guy. I want CSU teams to do well. I want CSU graduates to do well. You know, I want all the other programs. I'm not one of those where it's like I only cared about, you know, communications and journalism. You know, no, I, I care about everybody that is a part of this wonderful university. Cool, cool, cool. Let's, let's talk some women's hoops. Now, uh, the Rams obviously made a big splash when they signed Kaya Darrow over from Missouri, former top 50 recruit nationally, uh, about it's, it's been over a week now. The Rams brought in destiny Thurman from UTEP. Uh, she was actually the team MVP. I talked about this briefly when they signed her, but I never went over the details. Five foot seven guard. Uh, she started all 23 games this past season for the Miners. Paced the team at 13 points per game. That ranked 13th in Conference USA. She hit a team-high 41 three-pointers. She shot 35% from downtown, which is pretty good. Averaged about 1.8 threes made per game. That was eighth best in the conference. Notably, she drained a career-high five threes against Kansas at the South Point, at the South Point Thanksgiving shootout. Excuse me. At the, at the conclusion of the season, she was named Honorable Mention All-Conference USA. Nice depth piece that the Rams were able to add what's it's already been a successful offseason for Ryan Williams and Co., in my opinion. But expectations are, are going to be pretty high next year, especially when you look at some of the talent that you know Fresno State and, and Boise State lost. CSU with McKenna Hofschild coming back, bringing in Kaya DeRoe, they're going to be expected to be one of the top teams in the league and, you know, potentially even win it all. Now you're bringing in somebody like Destiny Thurman, who's an experienced guard. She can run the floor. She can score in a variety of ways. And you just have another person you can count on to step up and hit shots. I mean, I think that was kind of the tough part for CSU is last year, if, you know, if it wasn't McKenna absolutely going off, you didn't have Upe, you know, putting up a, a bunch of points and the Rams could really be streaky at times. They would have these games where a lot of their shooters would just go, you know, like Oh for 10 Thurman's been really consistent in her career. 15 double digit scoring games last season. She had 30 against North Texas. Uh, She can step up in a big moment in the conference USA championship game. She had 23 points and seven rebounds. Also averaged 3.1 rebounds, one and a half assists and 1.2 steals per game. Altogether it just appears to be a really complete guard, nice depth piece for CSU, which continues to to kind of change the roster. There's going to be seven newcomers, three freshmen, and now four transfers with Thurman. So it might take a little bit of time to kind of establish some continuity for these guys, all these, you know, new girls to to come together. But I'm really excited for the season next year, especially after that run in the Mountain West tournament. And uh, I think the I think the potential ceiling for this team next year is is pretty dang high, especially with McKenna running the show. She's just a bucket man. She's nice with it out there. One of my one of my favorite CSU women's basketball players of all time. All right. the uh, The last thing I wanted to talk about here is just a, a brief recruiting update for CSU men's basketball. They were hoping to sign the Wofford transfer guard Max Klesman, who initially had CSU in his top four, along with a couple of programs over on the, uh, the East Coast. He's ultimately going to go home, though. He has signed with Wisconsin, who came into the mix late. A tough break as soon as I saw that he was going to visit there, uh, talking with some friends. We were just like, man, this probably is not going to fare well for the Rams. But you can't exactly blame the guy either. I mean, he's a Wisconsin kid. He gets to go home, play for the flagship school locally. I mean, it's you get it. You know, I'm, I'm sure he grew up dreaming of, of being a badger. And, and now he gets that as, as far as CSU goes, it, it's tough. He would have been a perfect fit, especially with Cartier who they brought in and, and the other guards that they have on the roster. He just would have been more of a, a true two guard. And I think that's kind of what CSU is lacking at the moment. But as I've said consistently in my written pieces and on this podcast, it's, it's a long off season. So you can't, can't get too caught up in, in all of that. And you know They've got plenty of time to figure it out. I like the guys that they've signed so far. But just a bit of a tough break on Klesmet. and that's the Ram life. We are used to it. All right, that's all I have for today. We'll be back with more content throughout the week. Thank you to everybody for continuing to support everything that I do. Before we head out, I'm going to give you guys my DraftKings pick of the week. And I'm all in on the NHL playoffs right now. We've got Toronto hosting Tampa Bay. I like the Lightning money line. You can get that at plus 115. There's just something about the Maple Leafs in the playoffs, right? You just, you expect them to choke. I don't know what it is. It's not necessarily tangible, but I don't know. Like the Chargers, they always find a way to blow it too. There are certain teams that just seem to constantly stick their own foot in their mouth, and nobody does that more spectacularly than the Toronto Maple Leafs. Because of that, I'm rocking with the Tampa Bay Lightning, a team that's been there before. They have been one of the better. Uh, franchises in the league now for the last half decade or so. They're one of the more fun teams to watch, in my opinion. And again, I'm kind of just banking on the uh, the Maple Leafs, Maple Leafing it up. So that's my DraftKings pick of the week, Tampa Bay to win this game at plus 115. We hope everybody's having a good week. Hope everybody enjoys the uh, the rainy weather we're having. Good to see a little bit of moisture in the air. And uh, thank you guys for bearing with some of my old man rants these past couple of days. (laughs) Anyways, peace.